break 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 You're listening to Breakthrough News, and this is The Punch-Out. We're following the news all day so you don't have to, giving you everything you need to know about what's in the headlines and what should be. And yes, we are back here on The Punch-Out, 24th of September, 2021. Very happy to be back with you here on the show, as we always are, and plenty for you here on the show, as we always have for you. We're going to be talking about the final results from the Arizona voter recount. It's, well, you'll see. We're also going to be talking about, very seriously, how the flood risks in the United States are much worse for many more places than you may think they were. But before we get to either of those two very important stories, we want to start with the L.A. Sheriff's. Secret spying unit. Well, last week we told you about the persistence of gangs of sheriff's deputies inside of the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. And today we are back with the LASD, this time to report to you that the sheriff, Alexander Villanueva, appears to have set up a secret spying unit inside of the department designed to spy on his political enemies. The nine-person unit is named... Incredibly, the civil rights and public integrity detail, and in the words of the LA Times, has, quote, pursued a long-running investigation into one of Villanueva's most vocal critics, LA County Inspector General Max Huntsman, and others, despite sheriff's officials being told by the FBI and state law enforcement officials it appeared no crimes had been committed, a senior sheriff's official said. The team also has an open criminal inquiry into a nonprofit that is run by a member of a county board that oversees the sheriff and is associated with County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl, both of whom have classed fiercely with Villanueva and called for his resignation. And further, quote, even the union representing the rank and file deputies put out a warning that a member of the detail was using, quote unquote, unconventional tactics to question deputies. George Gascon, the county's district attorney, decided he wanted nothing to do with the unit after sheriff's officials proposed the two agencies create a task force to collaborate on public corruption investigations. He's only targeting political enemies, Gascon told The Times about Villanueva. It was obvious that that was not the kind of work I wanted to engage in. So we declined. And just to top all that off, the Times adds, quote, shortly after Gascon refused to partner with the sheriff's department, Villanueva came out as a strong supporter of a recall campaign to kick the district attorney out of office. The civilian board that allegedly oversees a range of policing issues in L.A. County actually tried to subpoena Villanueva to testify about the unit this week. He said he wasn't going to show up, said he was too busy, in fact. On Wednesday, though, the sheriff wasn't too busy to release a statement defending the unit and denying all allegations. But according to the Times, the unit is widely referred to inside the department as his, quote unquote, secret police. The unit dates back to Villanueva's run for 2018 when, believe it or not, he tried to position himself as a progressive reformer, quote unquote, in particular taking aim at the LASD cooperation with ICE, saying he was going to go above and beyond the call of duty to protect immigrant communities from deportation. He also, however, stated he was going to take aim at the quote-unquote corrupt leadership of the department. 
But in practice, that has actually meant that he sought to reverse the dismissal of numerous officers charged with serious brutality and other allegations. So the unit was essentially and allegedly about this issue of quote-unquote cleaning up things. As alluded to earlier, some of the high-profile cases the unit has been involved in included the following, the publicly announced investigation of the county inspector general. Now, the investigation was publicly announced, according to the inspector general, very soon after Villanueva told him directly that if he released a report critical of the department, there would be quote-unquote consequences. They also had a deputy make a misleadingly friendly investigation into an organization that addresses domestic violence, only to drop a subpoena on them and seize a bunch of their records to try to prove that one of the top critics of the department on the county board of supervisors who is connected to the group had used political pressure to get them a contract to operate a hotline. There's also an accusation, and this was the one mentioned earlier in terms of when the union was speaking out against him, that the unit essentially openly outed a deputy who had called in a tip to internal affairs against one of the internal gangs in the LASD. Now, again, the sheriff's department is denying this. But one thing is for sure, nothing has come of any of these investigations they've opened so far, despite some of them being open for multiple years. At the end of the day, though, when you look at the accumulation of issues as it concerns the LASD, seems pretty fair to say that the fish rots from the head down. The tragic deaths in New York City from basement flooding in the aftermath of Hurricane Ida has raised a whole new relevance around the issue of flood risks in the context of climate change, especially in places people might not expect them. So it seemed like now was as good a time as any to revisit something revealed by the New York Times last summer about how nearly twice as many properties were susceptible to flooding than had previously been thought based on maps from the Federal Emergency Management Agency, or FEMA. As the Times noted, quote, the new calculation, which takes into account sea level rise, rainfall and flooding along smaller creeks not mapped federally, estimates that 14.6 million properties are at risk from what experts call a 100 year flood, far more than the 8.7 million properties shown on federal government flood maps. And they further note that, quote, numerous cities nationwide, as diverse as Fort Lauderdale, Florida, Buffalo, New York and Chattanooga, Tennessee, show the startling gap in the risks. In Chicago alone, 75,000 properties have a previously undisclosed flood risk, and minority communities often face a bigger share of hidden risk, end quote. The Times also detailed that the analysis from the First Street Foundation further revealed, as it regards that last point about minority communities facing a bigger share of the risk, that, quote, in more than two-thirds of the states, First Street found that areas with more minority residents also had a greater share of unmapped flood risk than the statewide average. Jeremy Porter, First Street's Director of Research and Development, said cities seem to invest more in flood protection in areas with higher incomes and property values, end quote. How about that? And specifically, one of the examples brought out by the Times is Fort Lauderdale, Florida, where, quote, in one zip code at the western edge of Fort Lauderdale that is 80 percent African-American, First Street's data put more than 42 percent of properties in the floodplain, while FEMA put the number at just six and a half percent. Similarly, they also noted that, quote, Appalachia also appears to face far greater risk than FEMA maps indicate. In both Chattanooga and Charleston, West Virginia, FEMA maps put less than 10 percent of properties in the floodplain, while First Street suggests the proportion is one third or greater. 
With extreme weather happening more often and more unpredictably than ever, and only getting worse, it's information like this that shows not only how much the dangers of the impact of climate change have been underestimated, but how much the hidden risk factors just like this that are out there add up to the possibility of some very seriously tragic consequences. Well, the recount of the 2020 election in Arizona ordered by the state's Republican leadership in the state legislature, despite no evidence of voter fraud, is over. And in short, it did not reveal a massive conspiracy to rig the election for President Biden. It's hard to underestimate what an absurd circus this was. The recount, which covered Maricopa County, where Phoenix is, was predicated on a range of just outrageous theories from huge numbers of undocumented people voting to ballots pre-marked for Biden being flown in from Asia. At one point, the GOP-controlled county board in Maricopa County called for the audit to be closed, saying in their letter that, quote, our state has become a laughingstock, end quote. In that same statement, they actually put the word audit in quotes to show how absurd they thought the whole thing was. Most embarrassingly, the auditors, quote unquote, were having the various individuals working for them use black lights, use black lights to try to detect traces of bamboo in the ballot paper to back a totally bizarre and obviously racist claim that tens of thousands of pre-marked Biden ballots were flown in from Asia. Another subcontractor claimed they had resolved a major claim that Maricopa County officials criminally deleted election information. They announced that they had, quote unquote, recovered the files. Now, you might think, whoa, did they delete a bunch of files there at the election board? Well, no, they did not. And in fact, in a technical letter, the board had already explained to people, (laughs) you should almost put technical in quotes here, in a technical letter, the board had already explained to people that the auditors had actually just looked in the wrong place for the files. And as the board noted, the subcontractor claiming they had recovered the files had actually just looked in the right place. So in other words, the files were never deleted. They were just in a different folder. So after all of this, after tens of thousands of dollars were spent of Arizona taxpayers' money, what was the result? Well, as the New York Times noted, quote, 99 additional votes for President Biden and 261 fewer votes for Mr. Trump. Yes, that's right. More votes for Biden and fewer votes for Trump. And you really have to understand here, the auditor was not biased against Trump. The CEO of the company, Cyber Ninjas, was claiming that there was mass voter fraud before the so-called audit was even done. If anything should ever put the whole stolen election thing to bed, it really should be this. But it is important to note that the vast majority of Republicans believe the election was stolen, that the reasons they have been given to believe that are based on a range of racist distortions that have no evidence backing them at all. And it remains and was from the very beginning, this entire stolen election thing, a cynical effort on the part of Trump and his supporters to promote a range of pernicious measures to make it harder for working class people of color to vote by promoting various voter suppression laws around the country and, of course, make it easier for their absurd politics to win at the ballot box. So just to finish this one out, once again, there is no evidence anywhere in the country of any issues concerning voter fraud in the United States. That's the punch out for today. We're with you Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. here in New York, East Coast Standard Time, 2 p.m. in Los Angeles, Pacific Standard Time, and 9 p.m. GMT. 
And of course, you can support everything we do here at Breakthrough News at patreon.com slash breakthrough news. It's your patronage that keeps all of our offerings here at Breakthrough News moving forward. And of course, you can check us out across all your social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, at BT Newsroom. 